grab your Bible or device, start finding the book of Psalms. We've been in the book of Psalms for a few weeks now, and actually today, if you've been with us the whole time, we're hitting the conclusion of the series, and I hope it's been helpful. The Psalms are something that I've used in my personal time with the Lord for a long time, and it's just something that shapes who I am, shapes me spiritually. So I'm glad you're here today with us. Look, uh, you may or may not know this about me, but I celebrate music of all kinds. I, I can celebrate music. I can celebrate rap. I, I can watch some Hamilton. I can do that. I, I do like country. I realize that can divide some people. I, I, do, I do appreciate a twang of a steel guitar. Anybody get a witness in here? Anybody online? Yeah, raise it high. I do like country. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I like a little hip-hop. I know I don't look like I am like a hip-hop guy, but I kind of like some hip-hop. In fact, in the early 90s, there was a hip-hop song that was on the radio, and I'm telling you, once you got it in your head, you just couldn't get it out of your head. And it was done by a duo called Salt and Peppa. Not, not Pepper, don't create it's Salt and Peppa. And they had this song, it's, now it's not a Christian market song, okay? It's not a song we're going to be singing in church together, but this song, once you hear it, it's just like you can't get it out of your head. And the song goes something like this, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to sing it here in a second, and I realize that if you're a fan of this song, you may not be after I'm done with what I'm going to do. But here it goes. i got to get it in my head a little bit. There's this guitar riff that's kind of cool, and it goes something like this. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Mighty, yeah, what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. See, uh, see, I'm not the only one that knows that song. So, yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about that song, first of all, because it always has this cool vibe. And if you don't know it, it again, you could look it up later. Uh, but, but the thing about that song is it, it's, it's about, you know, this gal talking about her man and how he's, you know, he's bringing home the bacon and, you know, meeting their needs and doing the things you got to do. And she, so she's basically, you know, celebrating how great her man is. In a sense, it's a praise song. It's kind of a praise song, is it not? I mean, he's kind of just, what a man, what a man. I mean, what a mighty good man. He said, he is a good man. It's a praise song. Now, if you're more of a country fan, which again, I, I, uh, you're with me on that. There was a band called Lone Star. And they had a couple pretty big hits on the radio back in the 90s. But this one uh, was, was a song that had a chorus that ended like this. In every little thing that you do, baby, I'm amazed by you. Anybody heard that song? Every little thing that you, you know, you've heard it. Yeah, come on, we're going witness here. So you think about that song. That song is talking about, you know, this, this gal and how this, this guy is just enamored by her. And, and I, I realize the songwriter, I think, went a little overboard. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been married a long time. Oh, every little thing that you do, come on. I mean, there's some things that are kind of, you know, get on your nerves a little bit. Come on, can we say that? Every little thing that you do, baby, I'm amazed by you. But think about it. It's weird, but that's a praise song. This, this, this guy is praising his gal. Right? It's a praise song. We may not think of it that way, but it's a praise song. Now, praise is part of what we do day in and day out, but we may not think about it that way. I mean, we'll praise, you know, a great meal that we had, you know. We'll, we'll praise a great sunset, 
You know, we'll, we'll praise uh, even a great piece of music, a great piece of art, or, or maybe we'll praise, say, uh, you know, maybe someone in our life, a friend or a coworker who does something really great, or they get, they accomplish that goal, or, you know, we're not playing sports right now, but, you know, maybe you're, you're cheering your, your kid or your grandkid on from the sidelines, and they do some great play, and you're, you're praising them, and later you'll tell the story, and you'll praise your child in front of, you know, someone else. We, we do this all the time. And so the question is, who's done some praising lately out here? Who's done, anybody done some praising? Now, Jackie and I, we, uh, we floated the Willamette yesterday, and we were on the, the water much longer than we had anticipated. We didn't realize it was going to be a six-hour tour of the Willamette Valley. But I got to tell you, the, the, the river was great, and it was just beautiful. And we were just praising being out there and relaxing. Who's done some praising lately? Well, today we're going to be talking about hymns of praise that we find in the collection we call the Psalms. And so we're ending our series in the Psalms. We've been in the series. We call it the prayers and songs of God's people because literally that's what they are. And in fact, the early church, even in Jesus' day, the, the, the folks would use these songs all the time in their worship times and, the, and then as they're out and about. And look, there's a lot of things we can praise about you know there's a lot of things that deserve, deserve praise but there is one alone who deserves our ultimate praise there is one alone who's the king of kings he's the lord of lords he's the creator of all things he's the one that ultimately deserves our highest praise and so that's what these psalms really are about my name is pastor ben glad you're here if this is your first time with us awesome that you braved coming out either physically or, or digitally online glad you're here We've been going through this book of Psalms. It's a, it's a curated journey, if you will, through the largest book of the Bible. There's 150 psalms and prayers and hymns in there. And e even though it's the longest book in the Bible, I think it's even the most spiritually forming book of the Bible. Because in the book of Psalms, we have, we have songs and prayers and hymns from all, uh, all the different range of human emotions. From sadness to anger to, to elation to celebration to thanksgiving to wisdom, all the different areas of our life and all the experiences of humanity are, are summed up in this book of these collection of psalms and prayers and hymns. And sometimes life isn't good. And we talked about psalms of lament, you know, when, when things aren't quite right. We talked about psalms of wisdom. And, you know, here's, here's how 80 to 90% of life works. You work hard, you get a paycheck, you do good, right? We talk about that, psalms of wisdom. We talked about psalms of thanksgiving. We have a whole day in our country dedicated to thanksgiving but how how thanksgiving really changes our posture when we get up and we're grateful and we're thankful that really changes even how we're wired it really is a beautiful thing so we've talked about all these different themes and genres and today we're going to end with and i think we're ending on a high note we're talking about psalms of praise so again find the book of psalms in your bible or device and let me just say, again, if you're physically with us today or you're digitally online, whether you're new or you've been regular with us, we're just excited that you've joined us today because this is our regular rhythm. Sunday is the first day of the week, and on Sunday, we once again remember the resurrection of our Lord Jesus from that cross. He died, but he was buried and rose again, and we celebrate that every weekend. And we'll take communion together because it's important to us as a people. That's our regular rhythm. We lift up the name of Jesus. We remember what he did for us and we celebrate how great our God is every week. So we're glad you're here no matter what spectrum or place you're at with us today. Let's, uh, let's pause now 
and pray together, and then we'll get rolling. Father, thank you so much for your love and faithfulness. And Father, we're thankful that you deserve all our praise. You deserve the highest praise because you're so amazing. Father, help us to lean in and be a people of praise more and more. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, again, Pastor Ben, glad you're here. We're going to be doing something different today. Instead of just reading through one psalm, I'm going to, we're going to do a little, a little bit of a highlight reel of three psalms that all show up together. And these are all hymns of praise. There are about 40 hymns of praise, give or take, in the collection of psalms. And I realize some of these kind of go back and forth between a thanksgiving and a praise. So there's some, you know, back and forth a little bit to those. But, but find in your Bible or device Psalm 104. And we're going to look at a highlight reel of Psalm 104, 105, and 106 because they all come from different angles of how we praise God. So let's look at the first one, Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O my Lord God, you are very great. You are, you are clothed, covering yourself with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent, he lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds, his ministers a flaming fire. Verse 33, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing to praise my God while I have my being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. So in this psalm, what do we, what do we got here? We've got... The psalmist getting us to look at all of God's creation and the fact that God creates something as vast as the universe and yet something as complex as the eyeballs we use every day and don't think about it. The complexity of, of the immensity and the complexity and then even the silly things. Well, I'll call them silly. The little things. You could plant some seeds in the ground and a little while later, you can eat the food that you just grew. God designed all of that. I don't even know how that works. God had his hand in all of that. Science have done lots of different, you know, looking at the planet and how, how our universe works and even our solar system. And, and I don't remember the stats, but there's, there's some, there's some uh, I guess, statistics out there that say that if we were just a little closer to the sun, we'd burn up. And if we were just a little farther away, we'd freeze. That kind of, that, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. But, but that just shows you there, there is some design involved in this. And that God had his hand in all of this. And we need to praise him more for his creation. Praise him for the fact that we can be at the beach in an hour. You know, that we can stick our toes in the sand. The same sand that's probably been there back when Lewis and Clark came through. And, and the Native Americans would set up their salt shops and make salt right there on the beach. The same, same we can do it with an hour for that. That's a beautiful thing. We can be in the mountains in an hour or two. Hey, you look around here, there's, there's, there's grapevines everywhere. We're called the new Burgundy here. This creation, all that God has done, these are things that I would hope would draw you to praise. That you just can't help but praise. I mean, yesterday, sitting on that water, we saw a couple of bald eagles catch fish right in front of us. Now that's something to see. If you haven't seen that, that's like, wow. The thing is, I'm pretty sure that they didn't have fishing licenses. 
So I think I need to talk to the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. Not, but that's amazing. It's something to praise God for. You see what I'm saying? So here we got Psalm 104 that's saying, hey, praise God because he is a creator like no other. Let's look at Psalm 105 now. Very next one over, Psalm 105, we're kind of coming from a different angle. So what is Psalm 105 bringing us to here? It starts like this in verse 2. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. And he remembers his covenant forever. Now, I, I use that last phrase because really Psalm 105 is written for what would have been God's people in the Old Testament, the, the, the people of Israel. And the people of Israel enjoyed special status with the Lord. The people of Israel were kind of the chosen people. And so there was, you know, I realized that they went sideways. You know, okay, there was, there was some dark parts to Israel, clearly. Again, a lot of the Bible follows those different routes that they went. But Israel was to be God's people. And they had special status. And, and God was going to be their king, right? They didn't need an earthly king because God was going to be their king. Set up like a theocracy instead of a democracy, like a theocracy. Then he was going to be their king, and, and so there was special status. He, he brought them out of, out of Egypt, out of slavery. He did all these miracles for them. He helped them conquer the nation so they could have a safe place. I mean, God gave them special privileges. And here, the psalmist is saying, God remembers his promises, his covenant. Now, of course, the people didn't necessarily follow up with their covenant. They didn't necessarily keep their promises, but God is always a promise keeper. And so this, this psalm, what are we doing here? The psalm is praising God because of the special status that he gives. Now, you might be thinking, well, that was just for Israel. Now, wait a minute. We're told in the New Testament that when we decide to become a Christ follower, we're part of his new family, his new kingdom. In fact, we're, we're heirs to the throne. We get to access to God Almighty. We get to call him Father. That was unheard of. In ancient religion, you didn't, you can't just willy-nilly come before the king. You can't just walk up to God. And here, the New Testament, when we get to the New Testament, Jesus says he's caught him as Abba Father. That we have this, this intimacy with the Lord. He loves us. He wants to crawl up on his, on his lap when things are hard. A father like no other. And, and so we, if, we're, if you're a follower of Christ, you get special status too. You, you get to have the Holy Spirit living inside you. You don't have to go to some temple or any special religious place. You can actually you carry God with you where you go. God went with us on a raft yesterday down the water. That was pretty cool. God comes to dwell within us, the scriptures tell us. So we get special status. So that is a reason of many to praise the Lord. You know, maybe this week you can just take some time and say, God, thank you for you know, caring for me. Thank you for loving me even when I was willingly sinning against you. Romans 5.8, while we were yet sinners, while we were knee deep in it, Christ died for us. That kind of love I can't even understand. But that's the kind of love he gives to us. That's something that draws me to praise. That I can't help but praise him when I think about that. The special status he gives us. As kids, we're his kids. We get to be part of the kingdom. You know, that's pretty cool. All right, let's uh, move on to Psalm 106. I told you, this is like a highlight reel. 
But these all three show up together, so that's, some, that's kind of something. In fact, I'd encourage you to go ahead and read through these psalms. You know, make, make reading a psalm a day. We talked about that in week one, right? A psalm a day can help keep evil at bay. I'm telling you, a psalm a day can really help influence your prayers. How many of you have been praying sometime and you had no words to say? You don't even know what to say. You ever been in that moment? It could be a dark moment. Things are going sideways in your life. You lose a job. You lose a relationship. You don't know what to say. The psalms help us do that. Oh, the Lord, you're my shepherd. I don't really have anything to be in want for. Thank you for helping me lie down in green pastures, for restoring peace. That's Psalm 23. You can use psalm phrases in your prayers, and they can inform your prayers. Sometimes I just pull up a psalm, and I'll just pray it. I'll just read and pray at the same time. You can do that. And the psalmist is okay if you want to use his prayers like that. There's no copyright in prayer. You can grab one of them psalms and bring it right up. And God's like, okay. Psalm 106. Let's, let's look at this. What's going on in this Psalm 106? You've got it up on your device. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. So there's some thanksgiving. Okay, right? So there's some interplay between praise and thanksgiving. Okay. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And his steadfast love endures for a couple days. Wait, is that what it says? His steadfast love endures for a week. Steadfast love works just through COVID-19. His steadfast love endures forever. Forever. I don't know forever. All I know is six hours on the boat in the sun yesterday felt kind of felt like kind of forever. I think that's different than eternity. But forever. His love endures forever. That's a phrase that you can sing. Maybe you're driving to work. Someone just cut you off or whatever. That, I'm sure that never happens to you. It only happens to me. And, you know, you, you want to say a phrase. Maybe you just redirect and say, thank you, Lord, your love endures forever. Because <laughs> what I want to say right now is probably not what I should say. Your love endures forever. These are phrases that we can use. But listen to this. Okay, I, I digress. Verse 6. We have sinned. Even our ancestors did. Verse 8. Yet he saved them for his name's sake to make his mighty power known. Blessed be God. This is verse 48. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, and let the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know what that word means? Yes, be it so. I affirm it. That's why we often end prayers with amen. You know, God's okay if you forget to say amen. You know, it's not like the old days where you leave the phone off the hook. Actually, God kind of wants us to be in dialogue all the time, so it's okay that the phone's off the hook. But I, amen. These are phrases that we have used, even from way back in ancient Israel, we're still using them today. This word in Hebrew kind of got transliterated into the first century Greek, because you know what the Greek word is? Amen. So they grabbed that word and brought it in. We're like, this is a good word, we're going to use that. But these phrases help us. Now, what's going on here? See, we're praising God in Psalm 106 for his goodness when people aren't so good. What did it say? We have sinned. Our ancestors have sinned. But God is still good even though we're sinful people. Right? God is still loving us. You know? And I don't know how he puts up with us sometimes. I mean, I have kids and, you know, there have been times where I've just been annoyed a little bit with them. You know, I still love them. But God, 
His love endures forever and he loves his children. Even when we make promises and we break them. He still loves us. That's, that's a love I can't understand. I really can't understand that. You know, every time I look at the cross, it's kind of our ground zero around here, right? Every time I look at the cross, I just, Lord, you love me. I, I don't, thank you. I praise you for that. I don't know how. So we praise the Lord even when people sin, even when we sin. And we can say, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Maybe we could change that phrase, right? I mean, Israel, is that's, you know, they had special status. It was a long time ago. Maybe we say, blessed be your children, your kingdom kids from everlasting to everlasting. And let the people say, amen, praise the Lord. Look, we praise the Lord because he's our creator we praise him because he gives us special statuses as kids and, and heirs of the kingdom. And we praise him even because he's good when we're sinful. In fact, sometimes I feel like God's goodness reminds me, man, I got, I got some stuff I got to deal with. His goodness is so, so, so my, my mistakes don't, don't at all deter from how amazing he is, right? I mean, he wants, he wants us to reach out to him as a father, but I realize I, I have struggles but that does not take away any of his goodness. And, and that's, that's a good thing. So we can, we can praise the Lord for all of those things. I love what the Apostle Paul, who was a leader in the early church, in the first century he wrote to some friends, a church, a group of Christ followers in the ancient town of Corinth. In fact, the ruins are still there. You can go check it out. He wrote a letter to them, and he talked about this idea of praise. And Paul probably, of all people, knew how to praise like he would have back in the day. I mean, the Hebrew people, in fact, if you were a Hebrew young child back in the first century, you may not have worked with a rabbi, but if you got to, you had to memorize like the entire Old Testament. Are you kidding me? Like they had to start with Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Judge. You had to memorize that. And I would guess that Paul memorized these hymns. They would sing them together. They didn't need a hymn book. They would sing them together. And, and Paul understood what it was to praise. In fact, he said in, to his friends in Corinth, in, in 1 Corinthians, that's that letter, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 and 31, he says this, and because of him you were in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Those are all big $5 Bible words. It means Jesus took care of it. And that's good stuff. So, so sanctification and redemption. So that, verse 31, as it is written, let, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. If you're going to boast, brag, talk up anything, you talk up the Lord because he's done all this. You know, that would have been such a, fr a breath of fresh air in the first century. In the first century, you have, you know, Roman soldiers bowing to shrines to Aphrodite and all these other Greek mythology. You learned it when you were a kid. They had all kinds of shrines. There was all kinds of religion in the first century, not including the Jewish religion. It was really more of a small religion compared to the, all the other religions out there. And there was Stoicism and all these isms out there. All kinds of... But when people heard that God loves me and paid for my sin and offers me new life and I can, I can have a father and I can have an eternity, that sounded like a breath of fresh air. That I don't have to earn God's favor anymore. He already loves me. What a breath of fresh air. People were praising God for that. And so Paul said, look, if you're going to boast about anybody, boast in the Lord. Look, I know you celebrate things. I celebrate things. Celebrate a great meal. 
celebrate a great trip, celebrate you know, nature. We, we, we celebrate or praise when, when kids or grandkids do a good job, they accomplish a goal. Those praise, uh, those are all good things, right? Uh, so we want to keep doing that. You know, lifting someone up who did a good job, we want to do that. But ultimately, our highest allegiance of praise, our highest direction of praise goes to the Lord God Almighty above all people and above all things. And so how is your praise today? If you're just to, to see how, how in your life, maybe this past week, you've been a person of praise where you just praise the Lord when you see wonderful things or you, you celebrate the Lord. How is, your, how is your praise going these days? Are you, are you praising? Are you praising? If, if, if salt and pepper can praise a mighty good man, I think we can praise a mighty good God. You know what I'm saying? He is so worthy of our praise. Like, we can celebrate his creativity. We can celebrate all that God has done and accomplished. We can celebrate our special status. And here's our praise prognosis. If I were going to be making a prognosis of us, we're going to diagnose what's going on in the church, I would say we could be people of praise more. That we could make more praise in our lives. And that's, that's my big idea here, that as we sing and pray, as we're in our cars or at home, we can use these psalms to speak into our lives. Remember when we said it week one, a psalm a day can help keep evil at bay. And I want, I want us to consider making psalms part of our daily rhythm. I read one this morning, Psalm 63. Everyday rhythm. Everyday rhythm. Because when we make praise a priority, God does some cool stuff in our lives. You know what it does for me? It redirects. And I'm not so great, but God is. God is great, and it redirects my whole focus. You know, when, when someone does something bad or there's some weird stuff going on here or there, I can, I can focus up and, and, and remember that God is so great and he's so mighty and he's Father. So, so you may be thinking, well, how do we do that, Ben? How do we make praise more of a priority? What are some things we can use? Well, as I already said, use a psalm and just pray it. Pray the psalm. Actually, I like Psalm 24, probably more than Psalm 23. Psalm 24, have you ever heard that one? Who is this king of glory? Open the gates, let him come in. I like that one. Who is this king of glory? But, but find a psalm. Also, here's some things that happen when I pray. And here's something, I learned this way, way back in the day, just the different things that I really admire God about. I admire him for his holiness. I, I admire him because he's all powerful. You know, he can do anything. You know, I, I praise him because he's everywhere at once. You know? The writers in Scripture talk about how they can't go anywhere without the Lord's presence, and I think that's actually a good thing. I praise God because he, he, he knows all, He can do all, He's everywhere at once, He's holy. I praise Him because He's holy. That's separate enough that I see, wow, I need to honor and, and give Him all the, the glory due to Him. I, I, I praise God for His generosity. I have more than I need. I praise Him for that. Many of us in this room have more than we need. If you have more than one car, if you have money in the bank, if you have food in the refrigerator, you're doing better than, come on, folks, so many people on the planet. Why are we not more praising and thanking the Lord for that? We just think, we don't even think about it. We're just going to go to this freezer. We're going to grab meat. That's not a decision that many people get to make. That is something we praise the Lord for. Praise him for his generosity. And you know, overall, I praise him because he's father. He's a father, the greatest father we could ever possibly want, who, who hears us and wants the best for us and challenges us.
disciplines us. He's a father. And to me, that's one of those praise things that I just return to. In fact, if you want to look into more of my prayer life, one of the things that I, I end my prayer with is the prayer that Jesus said in Matthew 6. And I say, our Father, who is in heaven, praise be your name. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. And, and give me this, give this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive the sins of other people. Lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, that's how I learned it, and the power and the glory forever and ever. You see, he's our father. That's a good thing, isn't it? And I hope this, this praise series has been helpful. Go back through it. We've got all of them archived. Look, you can use these to, to voice your, your praise and voice your frustration and voice your celebration to the Lord, and he can take it. He can take your bad days, and he can take your good days. He loves us so, so much. So make praise a priority in your life this week. Now, I'm going to pray here in a minute, but I want to tell you about what's coming up next. Next weekend, we're kicking off a series called Disruption, Disrupted. And really, this is where we've been for the last several months. I mean, if anything, 2020 has been the year of Disrupted. And we're going to kick off a four-part series that I hope you'll stick around for, whether that be online or here in person. We're going to be going through four weeks of just talking about different aspects of what we can do when life gets out of control. How to navigate circumstances beyond our control. We've all been in that for months now. How do we, by faith, move forward and navigate situations and, and, and circumstances beyond our control? So we're going to be doing that. I encourage you to invite a friend, either online with you or here, to come with you. There may be some people in your life right now that have really been struggling through this whole thing. They're isolated. They're having a tough time connecting. They feel alone. So maybe you can invite someone to come with you. You can invite someone to, to be part of that. So I want to encourage you to do that. That's starting next week. I want to pray here in a minute, but let me just say this. If you're someone who has been hearing what I've been talking about, and you're like, I, I love this idea of you calling God Father, but I don't have a relationship with him. I don't know how to do that. Well, it's, it's pretty easy. And it starts with, with faith. That you have faith in not only God Almighty, but faith in Jesus, his son. You have faith that he came 2,000 years ago born, lived a perfect life, died on a cross, but rose from the dead, changing human history, truth be told. That's, that's faith. You have faith in him as your king and Lord. And then, and then you repent from your sin. You realize, I've been going my way and it's not been working. I've got sin issues. I need help. And repentance means you turn from the way you were going, which wasn't working, to the way of following Jesus. That's repentance. So that's the, that's the next part. And then, and then there's this idea of confessing before us, before men, before your family, before everyone, that you need a Savior and you need him as Lord of your life to cover your sin and give you new life. And then you're baptized into Christ. That is, you're brought into water in a ceremony we call baptism. And you're, you're buried in Christ, raised out of the water to new life. And it's, it's an experience with Jesus. And then you begin walking as a Christ follower with a church family and you begin making your praise a priority every day and growing in faith. That's how you do that. So if that's your decision, love to hear about that today. Let us know that. And, uh, and if you need prayer, please let us know that as well. But uh, speaking of prayer, let's, uh, let's close today in a word of prayer. Father, we come before you. We thank you for the prayers and songs that have, that have been, been, been carried on from all these ancient times all the way to the present. This, this collection of psalms that we, can, that we can use, Father, to inform our prayers and to express difficulty and express beauty and express praise to you. Father, help us to be a people of praise and to recognize today that 
you can do immeasurably more than any of us could ever ask or imagine according to your power. And so, Father, we lean into that power today in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.